Welcome to Lunch Bunch. I'm Hannah Kimball, and every week I organize a live Zoom with elementary students at my school over the lunch hour. We are joined by incredible guests with various careers, hobbies, and interests. Our goal is to become inspired, get creative, and expand our worldview. Today on Lunch Bunch, we are making a splash. Literally. We have Kate Masinka on the show today sharing about the wonderful world of scuba. Kate lives in Kansas City, which is landlocked. So how does someone in Kansas learn how to scuba dive? We will find out today. Let's dive in. We are going to get started today, kids. You are in for the ultimate treat. We have Kate Masinka with us to teach us about scuba diving. And I have previewed the slideshow she has for us today, and my mind is blown. So get ready to dive in, make a splash. We're ready to cannonball in with you, Kate. Tell us about the wonderful world of underwater. I'm so excited. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Perfect. So I want to talk about all things scuba diving. So I'm feel free about... to ask any and all questions that you all have, okay? Make what sure. I want to cover today is what scuba means. So what are the rules of scuba? Because we always got to have 10 rules, right? We're going to learn those. What is buoyancy and what are the basics of water? So we want to know a little bit about how you float and how you sink, because that's important when you're in the water. What kind of equipment you need to do scuba diving. And then when you're underwater, you can't really communicate, right? You can't talk because you have something in your mouth to help you breathe. And so we're going to practice some underwater communication skills. And then water um, changes the way colors look. So I want to talk about what that looks like. And I have a video I'm going to show you of how the sun changes as you get deeper in the water. So how that color represents and reflects back into your eye changes. And then maybe at the end of this, one of you will want to become certified and learn how to dive. And or so, teach uh, how, how to become certified. Or teach Michael Jordan how to scuba dive. Or, hey, it wasn't me, but I guess I, we can go teach famous people how to scuba dive, too. That's awesome. So before we jump in, Kate, will you tell us how you got into scuba diving? Because we live in Kansas. Absolutely. Yeah, so I live in Kansas City, and there's actually a scuba diving school here in Kansas City that they teach you the basics out of the water, and then they teach you the basics in a swimming pool. So I really um, knew that I wanted to do scuba diving, but I didn't know if I was going to be any good at it. Um, really, you just have to remember to breathe underwater. So I think anyone can be good at it. <laughs> but, um, practicing those skills when we don't have an ocean around us can be difficult. And there's a place in Kansas City that helps you do that. Cool. I had no idea. Yeah. It's a good time. So let's talk about what is scuba. SCUBA stands for Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. All it means is you're connected to a tank of air and you can breathe by yourself underwater, kind of like a mermaid. So some of the rules of SCUBA, and I tried to put these in an order, is that you have to make sure you're healthy. You don't want to have any congestion, you know, when your head kind of hurts and you've got a little bit of a headache. That isn't good when you're scuba diving. So you want to make sure you're feeling good and you want to check all of your gear before you dive. 
make sure you don't have any holes, make sure your mask fits well, all of that. Then you wanna practice skills, just like anything. You know, if you play basketball, you probably practice basketball before the big game. So before you dive, you wanna practice all your hand signals and you wanna know how deep you're gonna dive or what you're certified to dive. So I'm currently certified to dive about 60 feet routinely. Um, I have dove as deep as 130 feet. Oh, wow. It's about the height of a 13-story skyscraper. Crazy. <laughs> so you want to make sure you plan your dive of how deep you're going to go, um, what, how long you're going to be down there, and what direction you're going to swim. So those are kind of the three deep diving. So depth, duration, and direction. Always dive with a buddy. So it's a good um, idea to always have a second person with you. Um, never hold your breath. So you wanna make sure you're breathing in and out just like you are above land, especially as you're sinking in the water or you're getting deeper. It helps regulate your lungs to make sure that your body isn't overwhelmed with pressure. Check your air. Always take a safety stop, and then you're going to practice buoyancy at the surface. So just after your dive, you might feel a little bit tired, and you're going to start airing up stuff so that you can relax on the surface and uh, talk about how cool your dive was. <laughs> I think that's the most important part, is to talk about how cool it was. Talk about how cool it was, yeah, and let's hope maybe you have one of those fancy underwater cameras and... Um, You've taken cool pictures. Any questions about that before I move on to the next part? Who's your buddy that you dive with? So I have a friend named Jamie, and Jamie is a way better diver than I am. And so she and I dive together often. The last time we did a dive, we were in Belize. So we were in a country that was down south near Mexico diving. And when you guys go diving, you guys go like out on a boat and then you guys jump off and then do you guys get back on the boat and drive back or do you guys get on the boat or do you guys just start from the sea and swim out and then you come back? So you can do it both. That's a good question. Um, I like getting on a boat and going out farther to where the reef begins. So coral reefs are usually about three football fields in length across from the beach. Rather than swimming all the way out there, I'd rather take a boat out there and jump in. Good questions, Miles. So a couple of things. When I say buoyancy, buoyancy means how easy is it for you to float? And then when I say pressure, it means that there's some sort of force that's pushing on you or pushing on an object, and it could be water, it could be air, it could be gravity pulling you down. So when you're in water, typically you float. Right? You're a little more buoyant because you weigh less than the water weighs. So when you go up, I've got some questions for you all. When you go underwater or you go up in an airplane, what happens to your ears? They start popping. That's good. Yeah, but that's because the pressure as you go up in the air or underwater, it changes from where we are on land. We have been to. What was that? I don't know. She, Macy, what was that? 
with we went to Florida um, last year, and now since the coronavirus is made, we're gonna go to, to Florida this year, and we're gonna scuba dive. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be a great trip. You're gonna be a pro after this. Yeah, this is like your pre-course. Yeah. You're gonna go to scuba school and you're gonna know all the answers. And then you're like, just go. <laughs> yeah. So if I were to fill up a balloon with air and then I tie it off, so I've got a balloon, which I didn't have a balloon to bring with me today, and I pushed it underwater, what do you all think would happen to that balloon? It'd pop. You think it would pop? Yeah, because all the, well, it'd either pop or come back up. Yeah. Like the surface. What do you think, Avery? Um, like it just floats back up. You think it would float back up? Do you think if I held it underwater, it would become bigger or smaller? Bigger, no, smaller, bigger. Bigger, smaller? I don't know, bigger or smaller. It would become smaller. We all like frozen or what? And I pushed it underwater. All of that um, water is pushing on the air that's inside the balloon. So the air doesn't change, right? Which is my third question. Does the air change? It doesn't. I didn't put any more air in it and I didn't take any more air out of it because it's tight shut. But as I push it underwater, <laughs> it becomes smaller. So that's just like you as a person, right? You've got air in your lungs. And when I go underwater, I've got water that's pushing in on my body and pushing in on my lungs. And so we have to make sure that we're breathing as we keep going deeper so that our body can adjust to that new pressure. Just like when you pop your ears going up in an airplane. All right, so the deeper we go, is the pressure greater or lesser? What do you guys think? Uh, let's see. Lesser. Andrew, what do you think? Greater. Greater. Ashlyn, how about you? Greater. She's with greater. Any other guesses? Any other different ones? Cole? Greater. Greater. Chase, I saw your hand too. Did you want to guess? Uh, greater. Okay, we've got a lot of graders. So it does become greater. That is true. So the farther you go underwater, the more pressure is being put on your body, just like that balloon. All right, we're going to talk equipment now. So you can't just go underwater because we're not mermaids, right? We've got to have fancy equipment to help us get underwater. So it's called an ECD or a buoyancy control device. So I have to put this vest on me. How would this vest maybe help me become more or less buoyant? So how could it either help me float or help me sink? Help you float. You think it would help me float? I think it'd help you sink. Because there's a lot of equipment on it. So mm -hmm. it'd, be, it'd be heavier and it'd help you sink. Because if you want to go underwater, then why would you have a flotation vice? So the answer is both. So uh -oh. you'll see <laughs> right in this little pocket, there's actually pockets where you put weights in it. So you could fill it with little bags of sand or you can take like a workout weight and those go in your pockets. But also the entire vest can be filled with air. So I can actually fill up my vest with air. So once I'm sinking and I wanna come back up, 
I don't have to work as hard swimming to the top. I can actually inflate it with air and it'll start to pull me to the surface. So these are fancy vests. They're magical. That's cool. <laughs> it is cool, isn't it? So of course, when we're underwater, we need our fins. I've got my fin here. I put my foot in it. It's got a little spring on it. So my foot slides right in and it bends. Now it's got a little bend in it. So this helps me swim underwater so that I can move really quickly and I don't have to try very hard because I don't want to expend a ton of energy. I want to have fun on my dive. I'm not trying to work out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> then I also have a mask. So my mask is one of my favorite things because it's clear on the side. So I can actually see where my hands are on the side of my face and I have more vision. It's I think you should leave the mask on the whole time. Fist snuggly. What was that? So I think you should wear the mask the whole time. <laughs> I sound funny when I talk in it. <laughs> Otherwise I would. That's fair. That's fair. What's the difference between my goggles and Miss Kimball's goggles? Oh, only, here's my goggles. Miss Kimball's goggles are like for like maybe like when you race and your goggles are for when you go down deep. That's a good answer. Does everyone notice my, mine has a nose piece? So it actually covers my nose and hers doesn't? Mine covers my nose. Yours covers your nose too? Yeah. And that's a good diving mask. So because you're going to be breathing underwater, you don't want to have to hold your nose. And so the mask does it for you. I also have a snorkel, which I don't need when I'm underwater, right? But I need this once I get to the surface. So maybe there's waves that are crashing and I'm really tired and I want to be able to just lean back and I want to be able to breathe. I use my snorkel to do that so that the piece stays above the water and I can put my face in the water while people are trying to get back onto the boat. All right. And we love computers, right? I love computers. So this is my diving watch. Ooh, that's That's huge. Does it go on your wrist? It's like a clock, though. So if I put it on my wrist, it's huge. Wow. wow. So like how do we know? List? What was that? Like the watches in Call of Duty. <laughs> oh yeah, it's my Call of Duty watch. That's exactly it. So whenever I'm underwater, I don't really have a way of measuring time, right? I can't tell how long I've been underwater and I can't really tell because I'm floating how deep I am. Yeah. Don't have any tape measurement. So what this does is it tells me how deep I am, how long I've been there, and sometimes it will even beep at me if I'm not following instructions. So say maybe I've been too deep too long, it'll beep at me and it will remind me to go up a little bit closer to the surface to stay safe. Besides my mask, this is my favorite piece of equipment and it's my Call of Duty watch. <laughs> I think you should call it scuba duty. <laughs> there we go. Any questions about the gear I've shown to so far? Miles, did you get your mask? You have matching masks. Yeah, and I got. Oh, you have your mask, Miles. Macy has hers too. How cool is this? 
take a picture at the end of everybody and if they especially with miles macy and kate with their mask on everybody else will just scoot yeah up. i was like oh, we'll we, do the we'll beach towels you can hold your nose yeah, yeah. i'll put my fins on too there you go <laughs> i've seen one of those costumes before you have what did, <laughs> yeah. what did they use it for to keep them warm i mean and keep warm mm -hmm. and now you're like slow kind of so if the water's warm, why would I need a suit to keep me warm? Oh, uh, you know, it, it also help. doesn't it help you like, get what out? Oh man, what are the, hold on, no. Well, so as you go deeper in the water, the water becomes colder, right? So if the sun warms the water, then you need to have a wetsuit on to try and keep your body temperature up. So even if the water's warm, like bath temperature warm, the, the deeper you are in the ocean, the colder you're gonna get. So you'll wanna put on a, a, a wetsuit like this. Um, they make a short version of this. So instead of pants, it actually has shorts on it and it's called a shorty. So that's the board term. If you wanna hang 10, it's called a shorty if you're not wearing a full length wetsuit. They also make dry suits, which you use for cold water diving. And a dry suit keeps you dry. So you actually don't feel any wetness on your body when you go to dive and you wear gloves. And that's for cold water diving. My mom's grandpa has a suit because he lives in Florida. Yeah, did you ever try it on? Uh, it's a little too big. A little too big, I bet. So part of our, can you see my full screen, Hannah? Can you see yeah. the air behind them? Okay. So part of the most important part is obviously air. You have to be able to breathe underwater in order to scuba. So you have something called a regulator. And the regulator is this big, fancy, complex hose set um, that connects to the air and regulates the amount of air that comes into your mouth whenever you take a breath. So the top part connects to the tank, and then you've got a gauge that tells you how much air is in your tank. That's what you've got to look at all the time to make sure you're not running low on air. You've got two different breathing pieces. Doesn't the tank stick to Stick to um, the suit like like kind of like a jacket or like a that bag. Oh yeah. Why would I, Macy? Why would I need two different breathing pieces? Because if you want to go really deep, you have to stay to breathe because people can't breathe underwater, and it's really important. It is really important. The other time I might need a second breathing piece is maybe my friend swims a little bit too close to me and it accidentally knocks it out of my mouth. I have a second one that I can grab so that I, until I can find mine um, behind me because sometimes it'll be floating out here and you can't see it because you've got a mask on. And so the second one you could use if yours gets knocked out of your mouth or Say Miss Kimball and I were diving together and her tank was running out of air, 
then both of us can breathe from my tank. So it's kind of a buddy breathing system as well as a safety for your friends. Oh, I, that's cool. I did not know that. How, like, how much time do you usually have on a tank, like, that you can go to, like, does that make sense? Yeah, so um, it depends. If I have a tank of air um, and I'm diving, say, 20 feet, so maybe a little bit deeper than a swimming pool, I could stay underwater for an hour. Uh -huh. But if I dive, say, three times the depth of a swimming pool, maybe 60 feet, I may only be able to stay underwater for a half hour. So it's a matter of planning how much air you have, because the deeper you go, you need more air for your body to be able to function under great pressure. So when I dove 13 stories below the sea level, that was only a 20 minute dive. And it was really quick because you had to be careful with your air supply and make sure that you were good to go. I can't hear anybody. You can't hear us. Well, now I am. You can stay where you're at. Okay. Just mute her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like gonna unmute. Yeah. How much do we think a big old tank of air might weigh on dry land? So if I have it on my back, how much do we think it weighs? Ten pounds. Miles says ten. Anybody pounds. else have any other guesses? Seventy-five pounds. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Okay. Ten. What else? 50. 57. Any other guesses? 20. 20. 15. So usually a tank of air weighs between 40 and 50 pounds on dry land. So they're super heavy, especially when you have to strap it into that fancy vest. Um, and you have to be really careful you don't hurt your toes because if you, you slam it on your toes, that doesn't feel good. But you think that air would be really lightweight and air typically is, but it's the tank that you put it in is double lined. And so it's got really thick metal in it to keep that air compressed and safe while you're underwater. So it's about 40 to 50 pounds of air once you get going. All right, we're gonna practice some hand signals. Are you guys ready? I've been ready for this. I've been waiting for this, I'm so ready. <laughs> so if I want to ask you if you're okay, or I want to tell you that I'm okay, I just do an okay symbol. Typically on dry land, if someone gave me a thumbs up, I would think they were doing good, right? In the diving world, if I do a thumbs up, it means I wanna go up. I need to go to the surface for some reason. So if someone says, are you okay? You respond with, I'm okay. <laughs> um, if you need someone to stop what they're doing, maybe they're panicking underwater or there's like a shark next to them, you can say stop, just like that, stop. If something's wrong, you hold your hand like this, and you go like this. So something's wrong. I'm not okay. So something's wrong. If you want to ask which way are we going to swim, you would put like a thumbs up symbol and you would turn it like this. So which way? Are we going this way? Or are we going this way? And then your partner would point which way you're going to go. 
water and you're starting to swim back up towards the towards the um, ocean surface, you want to make sure you're looking up so that you don't bump your head into a boat, right? So if you want to warn your friend that there's a boat above us, you go like this, almost like a little book, that there's a boat. And you would point up and say there's a boat. <laughs> boat, gotcha. Yeah. Um, if you want someone to come towards you, you motion, like, come towards me. Maybe they're swimming too far away and you need to buddy up. So this is buddy up. Come here. We need to buddy up. Say um, you want someone to watch you, so you would do watch me. Watch me. If you were low on air, so say you've checked your gauge and it says you only have 500 left, you would say I'm, I'm low on air. So almost like the Pledge of Allegiance where you kind of cover your heart, you would do that with a fist and say I'm low on air. And so if Miss Kimball swam to me and said I'm low on air, what would I do? Would I give her my extra air supply? I'd hope so. <laughs> I would give her my extra air supply and I would say let's go to the surface because we need to end our diet. So we would say okay, let's go up if you're low on air. If you're completely out of air, so say your tank is completely empty, you would do this. Say, I'm out of air. That's like, it's an emergency. I'm out of air. And then if you want to ask, so usually I ask my dive buddy, how much air do you have? You take two fingers and you put them on your palm and say, how much? And then you actually count. <laughs> so each one means a thousand. So you, you start to count them out with your buddy, or you can just show them your gauge so that they know how much air you have. But I say, how much air do you have? And then Miss Kimball would say, I've got 2,000 left. And I would say, okay, let's keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of different hand signals that you get to learn and you want to practice with your friends as you get going so that you can make sure to communicate with them underwater. Don't work underwater, unfortunately. The other thing is that colors look completely different underwater. I have this fancy yellow mask, and luckily you can still see yellow underwater, so it still looks just as fancy underwater, but some of the colors change. So I want to show you guys a video that shows as you go deeper in the ocean how colors look. Let me see if I can pull it up. Ashlyn, did you have a question while we're waiting? Have you ever seen a shark? I have. I've actually pet a shark before. Whoa! Can you believe that? Scary. It is scary. <laughs> it was, I was not expecting it. It snuck up on me. All right, so let's see. Can you guys see this video? Yeah. Alrighty. It's very cool. Yeah, so these are marker caps. And as this guy goes deeper, you're going to see how the colors change. So the top one is just below the surface, and the other one is as he goes deeper, you can see how the colors change. Mom! Deeper than a swimming pool. Can you put markers with under mark? Um, under the ocean when we go to Florida. 
The red look completely different, and even the greens look different. Well, they look like glow in the dark. Don't they? They're kind of neon looking. Now brown looks. Yeah, the green one looks like purple. Neon. Looks blue. And the red looks that like Andrew? purple. Isn't that weird? That is so weird. So think about all of the fish that you've seen that are all super bright colors. What color do you think they would be on the surface versus what color they are when they're deep in the ocean? It would be totally different. Completely different, right? So he's going to keep going a few more feet, but I thought this was just so interesting because your colors never look the same when you're underwater. No, that's, wow. That's really cool. And things will even look a little bit different. So they might even look a little bit bigger underwater just because of refraction. So things, you know, when you're like in the car and your mom's got a mirror on the side of the car and, it, and the car behind you looks closer, it's kind of the same thing where refraction makes it look just a little bit bigger, a little bit closer to you. Let's see here, I lost my slide deck. All right, so maybe by now you guys are super excited and you want to become certified. There's Macy's a few ready. things. What was that? Macy's ready. She's nodding her head. Macy's all ready. <laughs> so you have to be 10 years old. So once you're 10 years old, you can um, start working with your parents and, or your guardian and you can ask them to maybe sign you up for a class. And there's a beginner class that you can take. And they will help you do some of the basic skills in a swimming pool to help get you signed up. Macy, we can make it. You can do it. Yeah, we can. So PADI, or P-A-D-I, stands for Professional Association of Dive Instructors. So they are a certification place that will give you a bunch of different levels of certification. So if you're really interested in diving, you can keep taking more classes and you can go deeper and deeper. So some of the classes they offer would to be certified to go cave diving or certified to do shipwreck recovery. So there's some really cool diving techniques that they will teach you to stay safe to do those kinds of things. So if you always wanted to look for pirate treasure, you could get certified to do that with enough hours of underwater time. That is awesome. Here, if you guys want to go and read up on it, you can go and read all about scuba certification. Yeah, I will send that to them. Well, Kate, we are at the 1230 mark, and I know that these guys have questions for you. So Let's do you do it. if we ask some quick questions? Not at all. I think, uh, let's see, Gabriel, do you still have a question? I see that your hand is up. I will unmute you if you do, or I'll unmute you anyways, maybe. I don't know. Gabriel, do you have a question? Don't know. All right, Does it, do other students have questions? Trying yeah, to- I unmuted myself. To... Oh, did you unmute yourself, Gabriel? What was your question? Well, what would happen if if you went all the way to the Mariana Trench. Oh, all the way to the bottom of what? To the, to the um, Mariana Trench. That Mariana really cool trench. trench. That's a really good question. And you know, I have been there, so I don't know. I think it's there are, 
the lowest point in the ocean or something like that. In the ocean or something like that. So I have to imagine we've got limitations as humans that we're not able to go all the way super, super deep. But there's always submarines and other biologic uh, or biology type equipment that they use to try and explore super deep, deep in the ocean. So you'd have to check on your limitations of certified diving and only go as deep as they let you. This makes me want to go swimming at my neighbor's house now. <laughs> All right, let's see. Avery, thanks for raising your hand. How um, deep have you gone? I have gone 136 feet. That was the deepest I've ever gone, which is a little more than 13-story building. So if you think of like a 13-story skyscraper and you put that in the ocean, that's how deep I've gone. It's pretty dark down there. Ooh. Not to see. <laughs> Andrew, did you still have a question? Go for it. About how many sharks have you seen? So I actually swam with a bunch of sharks. There were probably 25 of them um, that I jumped right into the middle of them and it was the coolest experience. These sharks were probably 12 feet long. Oh wow. But they were air sharks, so they um, have smaller mouths. So they're not as scary as like a great white. They're really fun to look at and watch them swim. I'm still scared. <laughs> All right, Miles. I have a couple questions. So right. when you go diving, do you only carry one or do you sometimes carry two air tanks? Good question. So my certification only allows me to carry one tank. But if I had more certification or more training, I could technically carry two tanks. And sometimes those tanks have a different mix of oxygen and nitrogen. So it's not just like standard air, it's um, special air that allows you to dive longer and recover quicker. So um, that's a specialized diving certification that would give you two tanks of air. Okay. Um, how many, like, have you like, ever seen like, how many would you say um, average, how many different species of fish have you seen? Oh my goodness. I've probably seen a hundred species of fish. I've seen sea turtles and stingrays. Um, I had a shark bump into me whenever I was doing one of my first dives. It was a little baby shark and it wanted to be pet. So I got to pet its head. Oh, he was sweet. All sorts of stuff under the water. It's really fun to see. Um, a couple more. Um, do you think it, when, do you think, um, when you get more into your diving career, do you think you'd ever go spear fishing? I don't know. I don't think so. That would scare me. Not as I'm not that brave. All right. Does anybody else have one last question? Hold on. I'm looking. Okay, Miles. It might be you. I think you're the last one with your hand up. Um, when you were sir, when you were in the ocean, did you ever find anything illegal there? Yeah, illegal. like, on the, like on the 
What do you want? Like any like guns, knives? No, surprisingly, um, everyone is really protective of the ocean and they really want to make sure that we don't have any trash or anything that could be harmful to coral reefs or to hurting the wildlife. So it's definitely our mission that if you're diving and you see trash or you see something that shouldn't be there, that you pick it up and you take it with you to keep, keep the ocean safe and pretty for more people to enjoy and dive. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good questions, guys. All right, so guys, we are out of time, but I do think if you want to, you have, let's say, 30 seconds to go grab something beach-related or scuba-related, goggles, a beach towel, a flip-flop, whatever you want, and we're gonna take a group picture, okay? So- While they do that, does Ashlyn have a quick question? Oh yeah, you can ask. I have two. Okay, two. While everyone grabs their stuff, we'll answer them. Have you ever seen a shipwreck? I haven't seen a shipwreck, but I'm hoping to. That would be pretty cool. And do you have any pets? I do. I have two kitty cats named Gibson and Tilly, and they have been very excited for me to be at home with them all day. And watch a screen of fish. I bet that's like a cat's dream. For sure. All right, let's do this. All right, I'm going to stop sharing your screen so that we can see everybody. Sounds good. I have got, oh, is that a parrot? Yes. I love it. Okay, so we will put on our items. Actually, I took off my glasses. That was a bad idea. I need to be able to see who's ready and who's not. In the meantime, Kate, we do have a question for you. We have two questions. I have two questions. My first one, how many mermaids have you seen? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I'm so sad about it. Okay, and my second question, we ask this every time. It's the most important question you'll be asked all day. <laughs> do you like chocolate milk? Love chocolate milk. I do love strawberry milk as well. Luckily, um, Chateau makes the best milk, so I always have to get some of that chocolate and strawberry milk. Thanks, guys, for the questions. This is fun. And I can't believe how fast some of you found goggles. What? <laughs> You guys must be well ready prepared. for the season. Yes. Okay. Um, Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. I have loved seeing you and hearing all about SCUBA. I didn't even know SCUBA was an acronym. So that's how far uh, I was on this whole thing. But this is awesome. And I loved all the sign language. So fun. Um, tomorrow, you guys, if you want to join Lunch Bunch, we will be having lunch with a horse. We'll be in a horse barn. We will be um, with Ella and Christy Bruce and their horse, Smarty. So that is what we'll be up to tomorrow. Thanks for joining us this time on Lunch Bunch. Be sure to catch our next episode where we will be eating lunch in a horse barn.